Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Peggy. My name's Tony, and... We are two RV industry veterans. And we travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Well, it's a digital week. It's a digital world. (laughs) Isn't it, though? (laughs) It has become... Well, I mean, it's been a digital world since the 80s, I guess, but... Man, oh man, for the last year, it's been a super digital world. (laughs) Hey, that reminds me, and it's it's not something I even talk to you about. Uh Uh-oh. You know, there there are some people who do their Ask Me Anything or weekly lives or whatever online. I wonder if we did a, like a monthly Zoom call. If that would be a complete disaster, would it? (laughs) Or would it be a complete You never know till you try, I guess. I'm I'm thinking we'll talk about it further over on the Stressless Camping Podcast forum over on uh, Facebook. Speaking of the online, one of the things we've been updating our RV show calendar, and there actually are some RV shows starting to pop up. There are. There are live shows, you know, places where where you can actually go. But there are also online expos yeah two popped up this week which really impressed me and i think they're going to be two really good ones i do too and i have zero bias just based on the fact that we've been asked to speak at one of these (laughs) i mean whatever (laughs) (laughs) so which one is that that would be the girl camper national expo and we are going to be doing a video presentation about power alternatives how to power your rv when there's not an extension cord inside Super. So to speak. Yeah. Excellent. So we're practicing today by powering our equipment with a battery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because our house was built in the 20s. And even though it was rewired at some point, I am not sure about some of the plugs and, and where we have the <laughs> recording studio as it were and so we're running the roadcaster on a battery right now which we have done a lot on the road yeah we and always we do knew that it on would the road work, so we figured why not yeah. in the sticks and bricks too absolutely so far it hasn't flickered and it has been anyway <laughs> the other one is new england rv dealers association or nerdva they're a couple of great guys and they are also putting on an online expo. So rv show calendar on stressless camping is where you will find that excellent When we come back, we have a really cool lady with a really cool product. Yes. That I think you're going to think is, well... Really cool. Yeah, imagine that. (laughs) Speaking of being off-grid and power and all that, let's talk about being off-grid and power and using the reliable lifetime-warrantied lithium batteries from Lion Energy. Let's. Lion Energy creates great lithium batteries that charge faster, they charge fuller, they're super lightweight, they're guaranteed, they have a lifetime-limited warranty, and it's a great way to power your RV if you enjoy off-grid camping. 
you get basically in the space of two golf cart batteries that you might have on a travel trailer, you get one battery from Lion Energy. So it's smaller, it's lighter. They're like 23 pounds and you get 105 amp hours of power out of one of these things. That's that's getting more for less. Yeah. Now they're not totally inexpensive, but we do have a discount. That's right. On our discounts, on and, our deals discounts page. and deals page. And, hey, by the way, thank you to those of you who have bought them. We're going to talk about that more in the future and talk to some of the people who've for bought sure, them yeah. to see what they do. It's a great way to power your RV when you're off grid. They're reliable. You can put them in the coach because there's no off gassing. A great way to power your rig. Check out Lion Energy Batteries on our discounts and deals page and consider them for yourself. They're no maintenance, which is always nice yeah. and they last forever and ever and you don't have to worry about whether you can charge them all the way. You can charge them all the way yeah, whenever you, can you want. discharge them pretty much discharge all the way them too. All the way recharge them on solar so they're super convenient way to get out there and boondock whenever you wanna absolutely lion energy discounts and deals we are here with jane baricella of relic custom trailers and jane has restored a lot of vintage trailers and in that process has come across something that's truly a unicorn a once in a lifetime thing but first of all jane welcome and tell us a little about how you got into restoring vintage trailers thank you good morning well you know it started about 13 years ago when i ran across my first craigslist ad which was for a vintage Spartanette that was free, U-Haul, out of the woods. And I was just enamored by it. It was a time capsule, and it just looked so beautiful. I had no camping experience. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to plug them in, but I knew that I wanted this thing. Yeah, and, and you can't go free. wrong with a free yeah. anything, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> right. So I paid for it to be hauled out of the woods, and I had no place to put it. And so I took it to my in-laws house and when they delivered it, it was longer than their house was wide. Holy and cow. So I ended up having like a little mini panic attack. Like, what did I do? This thing's humongous. Yeah. And Spartan trailers are spectacular. They're an all aluminum trailer. Gorgeous. Yeah. It was yeah. immaculate. The only problem with it was that it was covered in like an inch of years worth of, you know, rat and yeah. dust and just stuff from the woods. But I could see underneath all that how gorgeous it was. So my husband and I spent a month in Tyvek suits <laughs> cleaning this unit oh, man. and falling in love with it, staging it, making it beautiful. And a couple from Florida drove up, bought it, and then drove it back to Georgia. And now it's a house. They live in it on their organic farm. Nice. Yeah, I'm so glad I got a new lease on life. But it ended up paying for our wedding and our two-week honeymoon in Hawaii. So wow. I was kind of, kind of sold on that. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, there's probably something to these vintage trailers. If I like them and this couple like them, there's got to be... At least one or two more people. <laughs> yeah. And those Spartans, for those who don't know, they were originally built to be lived in full time they were not 
they were yeah. travel trailers, but really designed as movable homes. And that was very common in the 50s. And the Spartans were just really well made. It was gorgeous. The woodwork inside was pristine. The refrigerator, I mean, it was just beautiful. Beautiful. I would have loved to have lived in it myself. <laughs> I was just hooked. And so after that, we bought a couple more and did what we thought was best. And, you know, looking back... <laughs> I always feel so bad for those first few because <laughs> you're learning. And, you know, obviously with time you get better and we've gotten so much better. But the first ones were what you would expect. But I was just hooked. I was hooked and we've been doing it for 13 years and I just love it. And, you know, a few years ago when I saw my second Craigslist ad, it was for these beautiful trailers. And it was titled Vintage Trailer Venture. Someone had found the Craigslist ad and posted it on Facebook and I saw it kind of late at night and I just thought about them all night long. I couldn't sleep. So in the morning I contacted the seller and asked him what was happening. And he said that they had been so popular and that he was going to just take down everyone's names and numbers and get back to whoever, you know, was the highest bidder. And, and I said, okay, I gave him a name and number. And, and then I just kind of paced around for an hour thinking, no, <laughs> they belong to me. Like, I need these trailers in my life. No. So I called him back and I asked him, I said, you know, you listed it. You got to know what you want. You know, Craigslist can be, they can waste your time. I'm serious. I want them. I need them. What do you want? And so he listed off what he wanted. And I said, okay, let's do it. Take the ad down. Where do I send the deposit? Nice. He was kind of taken aback by it. He agreed though. And he took the ad down and then we just coordinated and it was winter. So the roads were frozen. So we had to wait for spring. But then when spring came, I flew out there and inventoried everything and loaded everything up onto a 45 foot semi and a 20 foot flatbed and had them shipped to Washington without a plan. Wait, <laughs> so a 45 foot semi and a 20 foot flatbed, you've got a significant amount of stuff there. Yeah, you didn't just buy Not two just trailers. a couple of trailers. Yes, absolutely. A ton. It was a lot more than just two really cool vintage trailers. It was overwhelming. <laughs> Another panic attack because I didn't know what I had gotten myself into. I really had no business contacting this man, buying his stuff. It was so much stuff. So we had found an extra shell inside the mold. So there was actually three shelves. We thought there was two, but we got a bonus baby. <laughs> <laughs> so there's these two shelves and it's a complete fiberglass exterior. So it's, you know, a yes. lot of like the Casita or the Scamp or those fiberglass trailers are two pieces that are kind of glued together in the middle. This is one complete exterior fiberglass shell. Yes. It's really distinctive in that it has bullet taillights and tail fins and you can get them in pink and turquoise or whatever color to match your vintage oh, car. Oh, yeah. So it's not yes. just this cool vintage looking trailer, but it's a really exceptional trailer also. How did this come about? Who was a designer of this? He was a high school welding instructor. Turns out he, in 1957, started in his little warehouse putting together this trailer. And he designed the molds. He did all of this to 
I don't know. I don't know why he did it. He, <laughs> he also did it on the second story of his warehouse. I don't oh, know how gosh. he was going to get them out of there. We had to lower them through a hole in the floor. <laughs> so not very conducive for trailer manufacturing. But he didn't even complete one, which was the crazy part. It's like he worked on it for three years from 1957 to 1960. And then he stopped. And we don't know why he stopped. And... They just sat there for all this time, just collecting dust and never getting made into production, never anything. We call them new old stock, basically, because they're literally a time capsule stock from 1957 to 1960 in this warehouse. So those original molds were built back then. I was trying to understand, were they actually old? Were they actually new to look old? Now I get it. They actually were old, those original three shells. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But she also got the molds to keep making more. Right. So in having the original molds, everything that comes out of those original molds looks exactly like those first three that he created. So I own the three and we make the new ones out of the same mold. Of course, you know, that's part of what's taken so long is 1957, 1960 fiberglass molds are a little antiquated. We do (laughs) things a little differently now. So there's been some not, I don't want to say there has been modifications to the design or anything. The design is still the same. It's really just the behind the scenes stuff on how to manufacture them more cost effectively and with today's technology and safety standards and, you know, all of that. So we had to do a lot of research and development and that took a lot of time. Not just like pouring fiberglass in your garage. So now you have gone from somebody who has restored vintage trailers to an RV manufacturer. Yes. How was that process learning the rules? And (laughs) that was crazy. That was nuts. So it took over a year to do the whole process. I had to learn about my product. I didn't know anything about fiberglass. Now I feel I've become somewhat of a subject matter expert on it because I live and breathe it. Don't breathe it too much. That's not healthy. You're right. I don't, not literally, but I'm eyeballs in it. We are the only fiberglass trailer on the market that is solid one piece. Like you said, the scamps and the casitas and all the other beautiful fiberglass trailers tend to have a seam around the middle and we don't. You know, it's just been such a learning process. I had no manufacturing experience. I had no dealership experience. I literally came from government work at a cubicle and went into this. Like I said, I, I really had no business contacting this man. <laughs> I just knew that I needed them and I loved them and I had never seen anything like them. And I knew that I could make them just like they used to in the 50s and 60s. I would really do them justice. And that's what we have strived to do with these trailers is keep them as authentic as possible. I refer to them as heirloom quality trailers. We build them just like they did in the 50s and 60s. We don't use any disposable materials. It's all solid. We offer birch interiors like the original um, Spartanette that I got for My free. favorite. All of it. We use vintage escutcheons. I custom make our beautiful glitter countertops that are just stunning. We also 
use reproduction laminates and marmoleum and everything that they would have used back in the day is what we use now. And I mean, you really cannot tell that this trailer came out of 2021. You would literally think that this was a barn find from 1960. Yeah. And that's what we really strive to do. That's awesome. Having looked at other let's say tribute trailers, ones that are sort of a throwback like the Shasta or even the Holiday House. You don't have to look too deep to realize they're modern trailers, but yours, you could haul it to a car show behind a vintage car. And I don't think anybody would be able to tell that it's not a vintage trailer. You've really done a great job with that. You're absolutely right. And one of our favorite things to do is color match the vintage Tobia to the trailer so there's a matching set cool if you still had your 61 chevy wagon oh man i would love that that would have been an awesome combo yeah she had a 61 chevy wagon that was turquoise oh perfect but okay so now you are the relic trailer company tell people what is a relic trailer well the relic trailer is the only trailer on the market that is a vintage new old stock unit it's solid fiberglass it's got a beautiful chevron in the front that opens up to the fins that run along down the side of the trailer and end with these beautiful pointed bullet tail lights and they're all two-tone they're a beautiful creamy white on top and then a period correct color on the bottom your turquoise your pink your your yellows your red and like i said we color match if you have a vintage tow vehicle we just need the paint color we'll make you a set they can come with white walls they all have baby moons they all have beautiful vintage hardware i mean they're really new old stock i'm looking at them in the showroom and (laughs) they are the cutest things I mean, they're just so cute. They really are. We should have done video this time. (laughs) So what about the size, length, and width, and what can you outfit them with? They are a total of 13 feet, 10-foot shell, and we outfit them with... You have tons of choices. So you have four front layouts that you can choose from and then three rear layouts. So the front area is where the kitchen would tend to be. So you have a flat front kitchen, which just goes from side to side and it's just a nice little compact kitchen area. Then you have the L-shaped kitchen, which gives you a little more counter space. We offer a bunk bed model in the front. Top bunk folds down and makes a nice sofa. And then we also offer the bathroom in the front with a small little kitchen. So the bathroom has another subcategory, which is just a regular porta potty closet or a working toilet with holding tank or a wet bath. So you really are customizing your trailer almost down to every detail. And then the rear layout option, which is where you would sleep in the trailer, we offer what we call the U-shaped lounge, which is this beautiful U-shaped seating area that we fit so many people in. It looks like a clown car when we all get out of it. (laughs) But it converts into a king-size bed. Then we offer the twin, twin beds. 
and then we offer an RV full. It's a full-time bed. So you can just mix and match whatever fits your needs. I mean, there's so much that can be put into these tiny compact shells. And that's one of the things we hear all the time. Every time someone goes in, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so much bigger in here than you would think. There's so much more. And that goes down to the fact that the trailers are sold directly by Relic Trailer by you. And so when somebody chooses to get one of these they work directly with you and you help them put together the trailer that they want the floor plan and colors and all that that's right we work really hard with our clients to create the perfect trailer for them you know not everybody boondocks not everybody needs to have solar you know a lot of times our clients like to go to parks with their friends and camp together and be plugged in and if that's what you want to do fine we'll tailor the trailer to being a plug-in unit If you are a boondocker, we'll tailor the trailer to boondock for you. If you're a combination of both, we'll do that. If you want to not cook in the trailer and you don't want to have propane, no problem. We won't put propane. If you want propane, we'll put propane. We literally sit down and discuss how you're going to use the trailer, how it's best going to suit you, and then we lay out all the options in front of you to create it so that you'll love it and use it as often as possible. That's the whole goal, to get out and enjoy it and not have anything you don't want, but have everything you do want. Right. Obviously, a lot of people who buy them are people who will go camping in them, which makes perfect sense. They (laughs) are travel trailers. But the first thing I thought of when I saw this is I have gone to a lot of car shows. And what happens at car shows is you take your vintage car, you park it, you then bust out your lawn chairs and your cooler. And you sit sit there in the sun all day. Day long. How cool would it be to tow one of these behind your vintage car and then you have however you've configured the trailer if you want to potty or not potty or just seats or cooler and you're inside in a trailer that for all the world looks to be about the same age as your car. I mean, it's so cool. And one of the things I noticed, one of the dead giveaways when I see reproduction trailers is the windows. The windows are always a tell that, oh, that's not a vintage trailer. And you have overcome that. You actually use Jalousy windows. We do. That's one of the options that people can choose. They can vary the amount of vintage that goes in. So we have three options of windows. We have the beautiful louvered period correct windows. Then we have custom made aluminum mitered corner sliding windows with the screens in them that are a little more waterproof than (laughs) the louvered. Yeah. And then we also offer standard brand new RV windows. Those are obviously the most cost effective choice for people that love vintage, but they're not like hardcore. Right. Right. Yeah. It is cool that that's there, but I do see a big downside to these trailers. They're so very cool that if you stop for gas, you're going to spend half an hour at the gas station (laughs) showing off your trailer. Oh, darn. You are not even lying. That is one of the truest statements. Anytime we take these trailers anywhere, give yourself an extra 45 minutes because people are going to stop and be like, what is this? Was this a car? Did you make this? Was it a boat? That looks like my dad. 
dad's fill in the blank card. You know, <laughs> like that's one of the beautiful things about these trailers is nobody can really pinpoint what they were designed after. It's like the fins are from this and the swoop is from that. And so yeah. everybody kind of sees what they want to see in them or what, what they, they recognize, what they recognize yeah. from their own past. And so they're so pleasing to everyone. Everyone just they're drawn to them. You literally will not leave the parking lot in less than 45 <laughs> minutes at the gas station, at the store, you name it. Get gas before you load up. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're really, really cool. So I camped in a lot of different kinds of RVs as a kid. And I know that those vintage RVs didn't have water pumps. We had to do the little pump back and forth with the water. Certainly there were not LED bulbs in those days. Do you stay true to those old things or do we get those little modern amenities in this trailer? Whatever you want. Okay. So we do have water pumps. We have water heaters. We have air conditioning. We have three-way fridges. We have everything that you would want or not. (laughs) I have tons of sources for vintage parts, having restored authentic vintage for 13 years. We have a large collection of beautiful vintage pumps. And of course they do lots of reproductions for those things too. So if somebody doesn't want to risk having some that's authentic vintage but they want the feel of the vintage you know they manufacture those hand pumps that's really the beauty of custom i mean it can go from a hundred percent authentic to hidden usb ports right all our lights (laughs) are leds unless otherwise requested just because they are better i had a camper once that had the hand pump for water didn't have a bathroom at all and it had the little propane mantle light that was the only light source so i'm like well i don't know know if I'd want to go back to that much vintage. I'm pretty spoiled these days. Right. Absolutely. But she can outfit (laughs) your trailer with vintage fittings too. As you said, you can source vintage parts or new Mm -hmm. parts or new parts that look vintage or super modern in a cool classic. It's kind of a neat deal. Yeah. We just love them. And every one of them is so different because every client is different. Their needs are different. Their tastes are different. Right. And you're not going to come across another one at the campground that's just like yours. Right. No, no, that's for sure. And about roughly what kind of dollar figure are we looking? I mean, realizing that's like asking, how much is a car? You know, it's such a wide variety because of all the different options. But yeah. I always tell people a good average is between 25 and 39 Okay. Depending on what you want. For something that is so custom, we feel that's absolutely reasonable. Yes. It can't be undersold the fact that it's a solid fiberglass roof, walls. The whole shell is one piece. So you're yeah. not going to have leaking issues. Yeah, we wouldn't have to crawl up on the roof and check the seals oh every three months. Right? <laughs> <Which> <laughs> is, yeah. Just regular maintenance. Make sure your bearings are packed and yeah. your doors yeah. locked before you leave. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the simpler days. Yeah, it's so awesome. And you're in Washington State, is that right? We are. We're out of Christoma. Okay, we're looking at a trip maybe up to Washington already, State later this I've year. I've already so. mapped it out. 
Please come and visit the show. Come and check it out. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Absolutely. And so you manufacture and sell. You don't sell to dealers. You actually sell directly. That's right. It's too hard to sell to a dealer when we have to customize everything. Good point. Things can get lost from one department to another. So I'm pretty strict on the quality control and making sure that the client gets exactly what they want. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you have a showroom up there. It's got several trailers so you can walk in and see what they're actually like. But you better be prepared to walk away with a receipt for you're going to be the next one. (laughs) What's the lead time right now if somebody orders one? We're about six months out from date of order. Okay. The whole RV industry, there's longer lead times than normal, but that's not (laughs) a bad thing. No, and you know, again, it's custom. So everything's tailored to you. It's not just off the shelf. We are literally making everything and placing everything to your specs and that takes a minute right you know if you ordered a relic trailer today it would be ready right about in time for the old time machines car show that we're putting on in august that's right so (laughs) if you want to bring your relic trailer because we are going to have vintage rvs and a relic would absolutely be welcome or several we've got a campground all set up and yeah that that's what we're hoping for a lot of vintage trailers and a sprinkling of relics would go yeah, right that would perfect. be super cool it would be awesome yeah <laughs> fit right in absolutely it totally would and there's a neat picture on your website of somebody with a 59 i think it's an old wagon towing one of your relics and it's just the yeah, round the taillights one. yeah the yeah. round taillights just do it my dream if anyone's listening and has a beautiful pink 59 cadillac with the bullet tail lights i need it i need it to put with my pink <laughs> trailer we need a little photo shoot with it we need to get together absolutely <laughs> that would be so cool <laughs> Let's ask Jane how people should get a hold of her. Well, you can go to our website, relictrailers.com. And then from our website, you can go to our Facebook page and check out all the vintage trailers we restore. You also get to see, of course, the beautiful relics and our showroom. And we're on Instagram and we're on TikTok and Twitter and all of that <laughs> social media stuff. So you still do actively also restore vintage trailers in addition to building these? Yes, we absolutely do. We have our service department. That's where we restore authentic vintage. Right now we have a 54 Airstream, a 71 Shasta, and a 65 Airstream in the nice. shop. Wow. All right. That's cool. Well, sorry for interrupting. I didn't oh, realize no. that. <laughs> you know, we're always learning and with every vintage trailer, we get better. It's just like anybody with a craft. We learn off of every trailer because every trailer is different. Every yeah. trailer has a history and different owners have done different things throughout the years. <laughs> some better than others. Some stuff. <laughs> we've overcome some stuff and we've learned some stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I like that you have seen said to me in the past is that you've seen the difference in how trailers used to be made and how they're made today and that's part of the craft of building the relic trailer is using some of those processes and materials that 
are no longer common, but are definitely better. Oh, absolutely. I could not have built these relic trailers without the knowledge that I've gained from restoring authentic vintage. I mean, the authentic vintage is what taught me everything about vintage trailers. When we peel them apart, we've just learned so much. We've learned about the materials, the way they've been constructed, how to do it properly like they did back in the day. And so we've taken all that and put them into our relics so that you can't tell. (laughs) You just can't tell if it's vintage or new. No, it's very impressive. Oh, Jane, we sure appreciate your coming on with us. Thank you for inviting me. Any chance to talk about these beauties, I love it. Yeah, (laughs) they are super cool. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we will look for your trailers on the road. Hopefully we'll see one or we may head up there and check them out ourselves. We'll see one. Oh, please. We would love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? (laughs) Yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com, where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now Now that's that's Stressless Stressless Camping. Camping. Those relic trailers are super cool. Aren't and they awesome? If you're listening to this before Valentine's Day, and gentlemen, that's February 14th, 2021. <laughs> it's a Sunday. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, you know, just in case you don't have a calendar handy. Well, anyway, there's an opportunity to win a relic travel trailer yeah. through our friend Janine Pettit over at Girl Camper. And basically, this is the third year in a row she's had a raffle for an RV. And they're always so cute. Yeah. Great girl camper kind of RVs. Right. But more to the point, the raffle raises money for an organization called the Hold You Foundation. And what that organization does is, let's say you have a child who needs severe medical attention, cancer or a long-term illness, or, you know, just Something you wouldn't want to wish on anybody's child, right? As most of you know, it's really expensive to do anything medically in the United States. Yeah. So what the Hold You Foundation does is it helps those parents with bills. I mean, childcare, not getting kicked out of their house, all those kind of things. Right. So it's not necessarily a medical insurance. It's more of a kind of an AFLAC, but a nonprofit organization that helps just get you some help, some income, some support for the family so that you can deal with the medical bills and then you can also 
you know, still have a home and way to feed your kids. Yeah, and not get kicked out of your house. So it's a great organization. And for 10 bucks, you get a chance to win this trailer. It's one of the relic trailers that we just talked about. But let's say you win it and you're like, well, I already have a trailer. I don't need another one. Well, you could always donate it to somebody. You could use it as a guest office or guest room in your house or all kinds of things. So 10 bucks, 10 bucks well spent or buy, heck, buy 10 tickets for 100 bucks or whatever the number is. $100 still a cheap price for a trailer. (laughs) And it just does so much good. Yeah. Janine's a neat lady and this is a great charity and something to think about. Of course, if you're listening after Valentine's Day, well, too late. Go find out who won it. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll order your own and you'll still be happy. I'm going to say something that probably will make some people cringe. (laughs) Not that that's unusual. (laughs) In California, you're not allowed to buy raffle tickets on the internet. And so I put your mom's address in Colorado. Oh, she'll be happy to win a relic. Well, and and (laughs) I was thinking, well, it's not going to work. The credit card is going to look and go, hey, that's not the billing address. But no, it didn't choke on that at all. So So if you're in California and you want to buy tickets for your out-of-state relatives, apparently you can do that too. Yeah. I mean, you can still put your (laughs) phone number and name and email. And so that's how they'll contact you anyway. They're not going to mail you a trailer. (laughs) As usual in California, we love... I won't go there. I won't go there. Anyway, that's the deal. So you can get around it is my point. If you're in California, you could still buy yourself a raffle ticket or a whole bunch and do some good. Because the Hold You Foundation is in California. Yeah. So, you know, you heard, because we talked a lot about it. We had a really long episode last week about (laughs) Death Valley. Yeah, and we're not done. loved it. No, we're not done. (laughs) And we're not done because there was, you know, the whole northern part of the park that we didn't get to go see. So, we are planning our trip in two years when Scotty's Castle is open. And when we go to Death Valley again, we are going to go back to Death Valley Junction, where hopefully by that time, the Amargosa Opera House will be reopened. One of the things that we absolutely love when we go traveling is finding the weird, the different, the unusual, the special things that are not chain stores, right? I mean, something that's like, wow, I can't believe somebody did that. Yeah. And the Amargosa Opera House is, uh, I can't believe somebody did that. And somebody very special did that. Right. So the building itself was built by the Pacific Coast Borax Company in 1924, and it was for housing the borax workers. And it had been abandoned. And in 1967, a lady named Marta Beckett and her husband were from New York, and they were actually camping in Death Valley as a vacation, got a flat tire on their camp trailer, and they ended up in Death Valley Junction to change the tire. So while the husband was doing the work on the tire, Marta was wandering around town, and she found this building. It was an abandoned old building. So this building that the Borax Company built is a series of motel rooms. It's a single-story building, and it's a big old long series of motel rooms, but at the end is is a theater or the Amargosa Opera the House. Opera House. It was originally a meeting hall and Marta and her husband bought the building and she started renovating it. Well, so she worked in Broadway for a long time and what she didn't like about working in Broadway is they told her what to do and she wanted to do what she wanted to do. So this opened up a fantastic opportunity for her to do her own opera. But here's the deal. It's in Death Valley, right? <laughs> so this whole desert 
Desert Valley Junction is barely a town. Yeah. It is this big building and across the street, the filling station where they're getting their tire fixed and pretty much that's it. That's about all. <laughs> There's not much else there and there wasn't then. And so I can't even imagine the thinking. Well, first of all, Marta at that point was 44. Right. Imagine talking your husband into, hey, honey. Let's move from New York. Let's move from New York. To Death Valley Junction. To Death Valley Junction and open an opera house. Yeah. But they did, Doug. But they did. It. And so a lot of people, you know, and I, I preach this a lot because I love the desert so much and people think it's nothing but sand and snakes. I well, love, and turtles. Well, yeah. I love the way that Marta describes it. And she said the desert represented to her open space and freedom. And I can totally dig that coming out of New York. I mean, my yeah. gosh, talk about night and day. Here she is, opens this opera house. And I, I just can't imagine the reaction of the few locals that there were, but <laughs> <Right>? who cares? <laughs> so she opens this opera house, and not only is she a talented performer, she can sew, she can paint. Her husband helped with building the stage, and they are very creative. For example, the stage lights are coffee cans. Yeah, coffee cans with lights in them. But Marta painted the entire interior. She wanted a big audience, so she painted one. So all the walls are painted with audience members' keys and queens and just there's all ladies kinds of, of the night yeah. and people looking at the ladies of the night there's a nun <laughs> looking at the ladies of the night the walls of this place and the ceiling are amazing amazing there's going to be a video on our show notes from justin scard he did a, a really good walkthrough of it yeah right now the opera house is closed due to county regs right but more back to marta so yeah so she painted the whole interior she painted the backdrops she built her own props she made all her own costumes she had one woman operas like she pretty much was the only person <laughs> right she was the whole she was the whole show chief yeah. cook and bottle washer and there were nights reportedly where there was no audience but she right. didn't care. She didn't care. She had an audience of 12, but she had her whole painted audience and she was fine with it. And I've done some theater and I know when it's a small audience, we just say, well, you know what? This is one more day of rehearsal. Just go out uh, there and do okay. your best. <laughs> but 12 people can be just as enthusiastic as 100. So, so Marta continued performing there until she was 80, believe well, she, it or not. Yeah, she actually danced until she was 80. She did her last dance performance at 80 and she said she was in a lot of pain. There's a video with her recorded message. And then at 87 was actually her farewell show. I think mm. she sat the whole time and sang. She was a singer as well as a dancer. And she did a show, but, you know, from sitting. And that was her farewell show. And it was super well attended, standing room only kind of audience. Uh. And everybody wanted to talk to her and give her gifts and everything afterward. I just fell in love with Marta. Unfortunately, she passed away in 2017. I love the fact that the opera house is going on. The opera house yeah. continues so to thrive. That's the good news is at the present time, as I mentioned, it is closed due to COVID and all of that. But there are volunteer performers who come in on weekends and put on shows. And right. so really what you want to see, of course, the performances and there, I'm sure there's all different ones. But what you really want to see is her paintings because they're amazing. Yeah, just looking at the pictures and the videos that I saw gave me chills. Like I can't even wait to go in and see it live. I really, yeah. really, really need to get back there and see that. So another reason to go to Death Valley, the Amargosa Opera House is listed 
listed on the National Register of Historic Places. But what if you want to help them out? On our show notes, we'll have a link to the Amargosa Opera House, and they have a GoFundMe that's going to help them get through these times when they have to be closed. And they are, you know, not able to have hotels open. They're, by the way, their hotel is like renovated and all yeah. usually very, very busy during the season, October through May. Well, actually, it's open all year. But because October through May is when there are performances, that's when things are really hopping around there. I guess so. It's <laughs> just, I mean, driving through it, it's just like, don't blink. Yeah. But check out the Amargosa Opera House. Maybe throw them a few bucks. That's what they ask you if you go to see a show anyway. So go check it out. We love finding those weird, those unusual, those one-of-a-kind places. And this place so qualifies. Yeah, absolutely. I found out about a new gadget that is one of those, like if the heavens opened and the angels sang. Oh, man, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> wow, we may edit that out and we may leave it, but it's kind of, I was kind of impressed. So there's a new app that by the time you listen to this should be available because it has been submitted to the Apple App Store. It's called Spot Tonight, and it's Spot, the number two, night, N-I-T-E. Jason and Abby from RV Miles did a great interview with the owner of this, so I will post a link to that video. But what Spot Tonight is, is it's a way for you to whip out your phone and book something right away. Like you can go in, find a campsite, click it, pay for it, book it, bing, bang, boom, all completely on your phone. And I know some of you are saying, that's amazing but <laughs> the way this works it's what they call an aggregator and you may or may not know we used to own a bed and breakfast and when we bought it in 2008 they had the big book <laughs> literally it was a big book they yeah, used a pencil pen. a pen no, or a pencil it was it was yeah. a mess they would pencil in the credit card number and then erase it when it they was, were done with it it's 2008 right we buy this thing at possibly the worst possible time to own a resort because the economy basically took a dive and we implemented a online reservation system and mm -hmm. our sales actually went up right so what we found was people booked when we weren't there a lot of thursday nights and I, what I think happened is people got into an argument or they're looking for something to do that weekend. <laughs> and midnight on a Thursday, it's like, what am I going to do? We'll do it tomorrow. It's my I anniversary. <laughs> and so they'd book the bed and breakfast. When we were helping a customer cross the counter and answering questions and introducing them to the area and all of the things we did, if the phone rang, we wouldn't answer it because we were paying attention to that individual who is standing there. Well, campgrounds have the same situation. Yeah. And so those campgrounds that have embraced online bookings are providing better service to their customers, in my opinion, because those people behind the counter can answer questions and focus on the individual that's there. So what Spot Tonight does, this roundabout way, <laughs> is it's an aggregator. And it right now works with three of the 50, believe it or not, campground booking systems that are out there. Ooh. And it basically pulls the data and uses Spot Tonight to aggregate that and let you book campgrounds right on the spot. And it's slick. And of course, they are adding more of these booking systems, but they're not a booking system. They're just an aggregator. So what that means is that if you want to stay in X town tonight and you have a 30 foot fifth wheel and you have two dogs and a seven-year-old. I don't know. I'm just making all this up. 
you can put in all that information. So yeah. you know you need hookups or you don't need hookups or whatever. Yeah, you 30, put in 50. all that criteria of what you need and what town you want to be in. And instead of having to research for yourself all the campgrounds that are in that town, the goal of Spot Tonight is to tell you all the campgrounds that are in that town that meet your criteria. You can drill down further. You can have, you know, do you want golf? Do you want kayaking? Do you want right. bowl through? Or do you care about back in? And there's a lot of variables that you can implement right. on Spot Tonight. And you can turn those on and off. So let's say you're driving and you're like, I don't care. I just want to stop and sleep. <laughs> just need a place to stay. Or let's say you're like, well, I want to have a whole golf weekend or kayaking weekend or bicycle, you know, hiking weekend. So it's a neat app. Right. So, but it does the work for you. It, instead of you, like I said, you could go, you know, what I do, I go on Google Maps and I search for a town and then I look for camping and then I click on every one of those campgrounds and see if they have those amenities. And this does that step for you. Yeah. So check out the interview with the owner of Spot Tonight. And we had talked to Mark Cap a few weeks ago. He's got another system he's working on too. Yeah. So I'm hoping that with all of the new RVers that are joining us in the campground, that the RV and campground industry will finally come out of the 1950s. (laughs) Let's hope. It's literally one of the biggest frustrations about the RV life is just put your reservations online already. And have internet so that we can find our next destination while we're at your campground. I'll even be okay with you don't have internet. As long as you put your darn reservations online. I mean, I'd prefer having good internet, but as long as I can get a good signal either on Verizon or AT&T, I'm all good. As long as we know. That's probably one of the criteria in there is how important is internet? Absolutely. All right. So last week, we asked you on our question of the week, if you prefer to go to an establishment where you know what you're getting because there's one of those in every town. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or do you prefer to seek out the local culture, find a local place that isn't everywhere and check that out? And overwhelmingly, we found that people are adventurous yeah. Which shouldn't be surprising no, with this group. We are travelers. <laughs> People like to go and check out the local flavor and try new places and new restaurants and new things. There is something to be said, I will admit, for knowing what you're going to get. So if you absolutely... Even if it's terrible. Well, yeah. Especially, I think, if you travel with a family with children. Children aren't very adventurous sometimes in the food department. So nope. if they like McDonald's and there's a McDonald's and you know they'll eat McDonald's, sometimes you have to Chicken buy tenders. them McDonald's. Right? Yeah. But that doesn't stop you from going to Burger Barn next door and getting a really Absolutely good Absolutely, right. <laughs> so it was interesting in our poll on our Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group, believe it or not, only one person indicated that they prefer going to what we wrote as national standards or chain stores. Other than that, it was overwhelmingly local flavor. Right. And we put some pictures of some local places that we had gone to. Yeah, we ate a couple of good burgers on our trip. Yeah, we did. <laughs> the other interesting thing was Cindy Doyle Jondal said she gets ideas from Pinterest for places to eat. I, I would never have thought nev- of yeah. Pinterest as a place to recommend restaurants. <laughs> that was a surprise to me. I would have figured like Yelp or TripAdvisor or something like that. I guess I need to go spend some more time on Pinterest. I guess you do <laughs> because we have a Pinterest page. So this week we want to know, do you want or use an outdoor kitchen in your RV? I see a lot of those in those reviews I write on RV travel of RVs 
where people have outdoor kitchens. And some of the comments are like, what a waste of space. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe those people have never had one because it seems like in my experience, people that intentionally or accidentally get an outdoor kitchen, you know, they just got it because that's what was there. Use it and love it. I've also seen where some of them are positioned so high up. Well, sure. That you have to be like Herman Munster to get to them. Or Joe Castile. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Joe, we love you, buddy. Man, he's tall and he can he reach is. his he's outdoor kitchen. He's very tall and his outdoor kitchen is high. And I'm sure that Jackie high. likes that because then she doesn't have to do that cooking. <laughs> but yeah, some of them are difficult to reach and maybe people love them, have them, love them, don't want them, yeah. want them. Yeah, you know, we're just kind of... Well, our, kinda, our trailer did not come with an outdoor kitchen but what it has is a rail on the side and it came with a barbecue that has a hookup right there in the trailer and we have used the living daylights out of that barbecue that's correct and then it has a little table we have used we have somewhat of an outdoor kitchen it doesn't have a sink or an electric refrigerator no that's true (laughs) so anyway that's the question of the week come and weigh in on our very friendly stresses camping facebook group and one of the things i have to say i've been you know we spend a lot of time trolling the internet and one of the things that really makes me happy is on that group if somebody asks a question they never have to preface it with please be kind or yeah i'm a newbie so be gentle the people who have joined us are so cool and we never have to worry about that and misbehavior. we thank you all for yeah, that yeah thank you to the people in the group you're super awesome you make moderating very easy yeah yeah because there's a group that we also moderate where it is every day we have to take out some rude nasty yeah it's i don't understand the the rudeness but whatever it ain't there and so cool beans yep well there you go we're back in the desert again (laughs) which is all super cool it's all good for me this time we're taking a really unusual vintage trailer which you if you listen to this soon enough you're going to be able to enter to win if you choose to and i hope you do i I hope hope you you help out hold you foundation and tell your friends to buy some raffle tickets too and maybe if they aren't already RVers, they might become one with a Ah, new Relic trailer. Yeah, those things are super cool. We appreciate your telling your friends. And of course, you know, we're in all the social places and some of the anti-social places. (laughs) But you can find those by starting at stresslesscamping.com and then from there you jump off and find us out there on the socials. And don't forget to check out our deals and discounts page for the best deals on things you're going to need when you're on your stressless camping adventure. And if you've got a great deal that our audience would appreciate let us know we'd love to add more cool stuff to the collection and if you don't want to miss a future episode of stressless camping podcast it's free it's free to subscribe on any podcast app we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire and you know we will remind you again a review would really help us and help others find the podcast and we want to again thank those of you who have written reviews for yes us. indeed really appreciate those and hope that you find it in your calendar time to take a moment and write a review for us. Because, you know, if we get more listeners, we can get more great, great guests like we had today. Yeah, and then we have got some pretty cool guests coming up too. We have done some interview recordings. Yes. And this is because of the reviews. They look at the reviews you leave and they're very complimentary. So thank you and we appreciate that we're serving you. And they go, wow, these people are pretty cool. So we would like to be on your podcast. So <laughs> next few weeks, we have got some Bowser's interviews. we got some good we stuff feel. coming up. Yep. In the meantime, though, thank you and happy, happy camping. camping. 
We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!